Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, also known as IMHIP. In this podcast, we focus on all things surrounding the Illinois Medicaid Managed Care Program. Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm the Sam and Sam Says, and today I'm happy to welcome back Kareem Kimyata, I'm hip consultant, regular guest on the podcast to help us break down the politics here in Illinois, everything that's happened since he's joined us before, and uh, really start to forecast and think about what's going to happen come fall here in Illinois. Kareem, as always, thank you for joining us and sharing your expertise with us today. Uh, thank you for having me, Samantha. Always a pleasure to jump on and talk through this stuff with you. So thank you for having me. And it's it's been a minute since you've been with us. We've had a primary here in Illinois. Session has wrapped up. We are really, you know, gearing up for Labor Day, which is sort of the unofficial start of the general election season. How are you feeling about everything um, from sort of a professional standpoint? Yeah, you know, it's very interesting, just in the sense of, you know, you have a lot going on on the national political scene, but you also see what's going on nationally affecting races, both on the state level and the local level. And, you know, I think we're seeing in Illinois kind of definitely a reflection of that. And it's played out in the gubernatorial race, um, even, you know, races like the attorney general's uh, office, you know, on the Republican side, you had a number of different uh, primary contestants that one was kind of an established, had run a few times, and you had someone else that, you know, people were familiar with, but still viewed as kind of uh, an outsider, uh, at least in the political connected sense. Um, and and, you know, you saw that those types of candidates were very popular in terms of who the voters decided that they wanted to put forward on the ticket. So I think that all kind of boils down to we're looking at an election, uh, interesting election come November, because you see a lot of people that do want change and, you know, they want to see something different than what they've seen. And so the challenge is if you're an incumbent, how do you balance all that stuff out and keep people on board and let them know that, you know, you still are in control and still want to do right by folks. So I think that's going to be like the interesting thing to watch as we get closer to the general election in November. I absolutely agree. And it's so funny that you teed it up. It's almost as though you read my mind because I feel like, and I like your take on this, So I've been in this space, you know, well over a decade. And when I started in Illinois politics and policy, I would say the Illinois State House felt really different than D.C. And that there was a lot of bipartisanship. There was a lot of reaching across the aisle, at least on healthcare. I mean, don't get me wrong, like. Illinois politicians are politicians and, and, you know, they're there. Everybody had their deeply held beliefs, but they found ways in certain times to work together to find compromise, et cetera. I have found or I feel over the course um, of the last, I don't know, five, six years or so, 
that Illinois has become more and more like DC and that the national uh, rhetoric um, becomes more of the Illinois rhetoric. You see it in, you know, you saw it, I think, in the primary and the candidates that won and how they framed themselves and, and voters obviously um, appeal to that. You know, you see it often in, in messaging on both sides, talking about things that, um, you know, in Illinois, there really are federal policies um, and, you know, trying to frame up Illinois sort of in that national context. And it's it's just, I think, an interesting journey. And it's really occurred in a, a short period of time from my vantage point. What, what are your thoughts? And do you sort of see that same transition or trend? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, you hit it, hit it on the head. I mean, it's, it's amazing how that model has seemed to, yeah, it's like almost overnight it's changed. Um, and I think it just creates this dynamic where now you have kind of, yeah, local and state politicians thinking like national politicians and the way they approach issues. And as we can see from, you know, just changing something significant like healthcare, how long that takes on the national level. And the question is, do we want that to you know, kind of replicate itself on the state and local levels, which, you know, I would argue is not good for any state or local community if, you know, you can't get things passed through the legislature because you have so much, you know, division and ideology that's inserted into the process. You know, I, that's what's going to be interesting to see if at some point do states and kind of local cities and municipalities, do they take a more pragmatic approach and try to, you know, block out this kind of need to pander to the national politics or do they have to respect it? Because if they don't, they won't be able to stay in office. I think that's going to be the, the thing that we really have to watch, which I don't think anybody has a good sense for. And that's, you know, even talking to people that are running for office and have been around for a while and they still have that same amount of uncertainty too. So I don't think we're alone in it. So going to be interesting. It really is. I'm glad we're not alone. Although I think I'm, you know, I get nervous. Um, I feel like we're just sort of teetering on the edge and staring that, you know, that gulf, um, you know, you, you teed it up a little bit and I want to really pull that thread further, which is the politics can impact the policy and in healthcare in Illinois, we've gotten a lot done. Um, and you know, we don't talk about it enough, uh, I, I don't know why, because I think Illinois has just done amazing stuff, um, both on healthcare, but in other areas. But, we, you know, in our state, we tend to, I don't like beat up on Illinois and beat up on the work that we've done. But really, when it comes to healthcare, we've done a lot. We've done a lot from a bipartisan um, perspective and with partnership. We've been able to find a lot of compromise. We move the ball forward, but in a way where it can be operationalized, you know, really keeping the member or the patient or the individual sort of at the forefront, trying to, you know, improve the healthcare system that we have. Um, and I think that's great. I think that serves all of us as Illinoisans better, um, you know, when it's not when there is compromise, when there is discussion, when everybody can sort of have a voice at the table, I think you end up 
with better uh, policies. And that in order to get there, it takes trust. It takes trust between the stakeholders, like the health plans and the providers and the community-based organizations. It, it takes trust between those organizations, but it also takes trust between the elected officials. And that's gonna be both the administration and the legislature, but then also the individuals within the legislature. And so we here in Illinois, in the healthcare space, have two things sort of going on at once that could potentially impact the healthcare discussion. First, we have this national wave of, um, I'm just going to call it disruptive conversation where folks are talking past one another. You, you know, compromise is seen as this dirty word and, you know, it doesn't help anybody because healthcare policy is complex and nuanced and you need to have a full-throated debate and you're going to need to compromise. So there's that national sort of um, dialogue that's negatively impacting us. And then the other piece of it is we are losing all of these wonderful healthcare experts in the legislature and how we navigate that afterwards will be really interesting. So we have, you know, Leader Demmer from House Republicans. He is running for state treasurer. He will either be our state treasurer or he will, you know, go on to do something else and he won't be in the legislature. Either way, we know he's not going to be in the legislature. Leader Greg Harris, who is, um, you know, majority leader for the House Democrats, he is retiring. Um, you know, those two individuals alone have brought about so much compromise in the healthcare space, whether it's on prior authorizations or um, prescription drugs or just Medicaid. And so we're losing both their institutional knowledge and their willingness um, um, to work together, to tackle complex issues. So I don't know. It's an interesting time here in Illinois. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, you know, I think about anyone who, whether you start on staff, if you get elected and you go down to Springfield, you know, I, I think it's so important to just take the time and learn your environment and, you know, learn if you care about healthcare, you know, learning all the different uh, players in the industry and, how it impacts your community. And, you know, it just takes so much time to do that. But, you know, if you have this like political election cycle, that's already always pointing you in the face and, you know, it's messaging and things that you can't even control that you have to battle against, you know, I think it just makes it really difficult for a newer member to come in and replace members like, you know, Representative Demmer and Leader Harris. I mean, it's just amazing when you really think about, I'm sorry, Leader Demmer too. I don't mean to disrespect Leader Demmer, but um, it's just amazing when you think about, yeah, the amount of expertise we're losing and how long it takes to kind of replace that. Absolutely. You know, and I don't think that's underscored enough in our conversations. Um, you know, you sort of talked about it in your discussion in terms of 
the idea of these established politicians and voters wanting outsiders. And what does that mean? Well, when you have an outsider, it means that they may or may not be well-versed in this really complex policy and may or may not understand the implications for the, the change they're, they're seeking, or even just sort of unintended consequences. We see this all the time, um, you know, especially when they take, when folks try to bring in policy from other states, like there is just sort of standard legislation and they're trying to bring it into Illinois and there are unintended consequences that because of how Illinois' policies are set up, something, you know, from like North Carolina or Florida or whatever other state might not have the same underlying statute. And so by removing, you know, certain parts of the of the code or by changing a definition or, um, you know, anything like that, it can have huge impact on something where, you know, it's just not the intended, you know, not the intent. And with new folks coming in, you know, trying to explain that and just trying to have that conversation where, and I see this a lot in, in my role where I'm hip may not even, you know, necessarily be opposed to a policy, but we believe there's an unintended consequence in by maybe pulling Medicaid in to the insurance code in a certain way or by the definition of something. And so, you know, we have to go in and say, we, we are not opposed at all at what you are trying to do, but there's sort of this unintended consequence here that you may want to be aware of um, and that you probably need to change because it could be, you know, pretty significant. And those conversations, um, you know, sound really simple, but when you have a bunch of new folks and if you have a bunch of new people who, um, you know, don't understand the dynamic um, or, you know, you, you just, there's, they're doing a lot, right? Like they're juggling a lot all at once. It, it can be a complex conversation for sure. And, um, you know, I think we're going to have a lot of those complex conversations in the, the year to come of just making sure that everyone has the, you know, understands how Illinois is set up, how it really differs from other states, and that there's a lot of nuance in the work that we do. That's, that's absolutely right. And, you know, one thing that I've learned in all my years going down to Springfield is, you know, you really do, and it may not be the easiest process, and it's a lot of long nights and other things, but, you know, collaboration in, in any, I would say, body of politics, but particularly, at least in my experience in Springfield, it's amazing what can come out of that. And, you know, a lot of us have preconceived notions about a lot of things, but when it comes to making policy, you know, and I'm biased. I was a history major, so I always like to look back and see how things got to a certain point and, you know, analyze it from there. And I know not everyone looks at things like that way, but, you know, I think when you're 
enter the into the body of politics and you go to a place like Springfield, you know, the history and the people that are currently involved in all these different industries and communities. It's so important to just like learn that and collaborate and figure out, you know, especially in healthcare, which is very complex, you know, what you can do as a legislator to kind of help your community and continue to help them as you grow as a legislator. But yeah, definitely not an easy process. No, and I think I'm glad you highlighted that because you're right, Kareem, like the legislators grow and learn. It's not as though we sort of stay in this stagnant point where um, maybe, you know, somebody doesn't know something or there are these unintended consequences. 99% of the time, the legislators, you know, have those conversations, dig into it, work with staff, work with us, work with other stakeholders and really grow and learn and understand the process, but it takes time. And, um, you know, with the amount of turnover we continue to see, it's just a really interesting time here in Illinois. And I think, you know, we'll have you come back and talk about what we anticipate for veto session and for lame duck in January and the next spring. But I think you're going to hear us over saying over and over again, we're going to have to wait and see. It's an interesting time and we're going to have to wait and see. That's my prediction. But Kareem, yeah. what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you, you stole the words from my mouth because that's exactly it. We really will. I mean, we're in unprecedented time. And, you know, I guess that's just society as we evolve, you know, there are going to be times like this where we don't know necessarily what's going to happen next. But, you know, I, I do think it's important for everyone to kind of just remember that, you know, although we may not agree about everything, you know, there's still points that we can collaborate on. And hopefully, you know, that's the direction, you know, we go in, even, you know, with a divided legislature and, you know, incumbents that will no longer be here and new members, you know, hopefully it all comes together and, you know, it creates an environment where we can actually get things done. Because like you mentioned earlier, you know, I think we've been able to do a lot in, you know, healthcare and a lot of great things. And it's been bipartisan and, you know, hopefully that continues no matter kind of how much change we have. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. That's the, that's the thing for the next few months. (laughs) <laughs> and we will be hopeful. I think that's the perfect that's place right. to end it, Kareem. All right. All and, right. Well, I appreciate you having me on as always. Samantha. Oh, I appreciate you and your expertise. And obviously we'll have you come back and talk more about what we can expect in the, through the rest of the year and in 2023, which it's just around the corner. Hard to believe. Well, and by the time we do the next uh, next podcast, it'll probably be snow on the ground or maybe something close. So enjoy the weather while you can. Yes, yes. And to our listeners, to learn more about what I'm Hip is doing and listen to other interesting podcasts like this one, we encourage you to visit our website at imhip.net. And don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the Sam and Sam says, as always, thank you for joining us. And until next time, be well and stay safe.